Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Joining me right here on set, Francis Newton. Stacy's with us, Director of Strategy, Market Analyst at Optimal Capital. Thank you for being here. Yes, my pleasure. Just finished with Renita. You're on with us. Happy Women's Day. Happy Women's Day. Women's Day. Um, you know, as we take a look here at the market, we see the red arrows, right? Yeah. Um, what is going on here? What do you tell folks? You know, we've had a little bit of a reversal. A lot of people started 2023 feeling pretty great. Yeah. It's so true. So in January, you had certain numbers reaccelerate as far as the economy goes. You had the wild jobs number, which, mm -hmm. you know, Powell was very careful to say one, in, one data point does not make a trend. However, you had the reacceleration when it came to retail sales, and you sort of started to see inflation remain stickily high. We have next week, we have February numbers, so it's going to be interesting to see. But you had that reacceleration, and then you had the testimony from Powell yesterday and today yeah. where he's remaining resolutely hawkish, and none of this is good for equities. And so now we're waiting until next week. We get CPI, we get retail to see yeah. if January was an anomaly or we really do have a, a meaningful reacceleration in the economy. And the higher for longer concept seems certainly like a reality. And, um, you know, if it's 5% or 5.5%, why not 6% be that target Until rate, we break right? something. I mean, doesn't yeah. it seem like, I mean, he himself said that target rate may need, need to be higher, likely to be higher. Uh, right. than I guess they originally anticipated. So I expected January to be sort of a bear market rally. Those, um, particularly the tech stocks were pretty depressed valuation wise. Yeah. But the problem is, is that he is gonna remain higher for longer. We had the soft landing narrative nicely in January. Right. We had the pivot trade start in October and things were looking like they were settling back in. And now his hawkish rhetoric alongside the data has sort of reversed that sentiment. So every day that we move forward where we have continued tightening, we have continued balance sheet reduction, we have continued hikes in rates, the probability of a harder landing becomes more and more and more. It, you know, it, it's rising. Right. 61% um, of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. You have a record amount of credit card usage. People are now putting, you know, this is buffering the economy because the credit card usage puts money into the system as he's trying to take money out of the system. Then you had the 600 billion drawdown in the Treasury General account from Yellen trying to save off the debt ceiling. But right. that counteracted the 600 billion that Powell took out of the economy via the balance sheet. Right. So you had these buffers that made the soft landing look ever plausible. But as those buffers go away, yeah. as that consumer may start defaulting because the credit card service is becoming so onerous at up to 30% in interest right. rates, right. you see that hard landing kind of coming into focus. Well, that's the tough part of it because they're using these credit cards and then buy now, pay later, and then they realize, as you said, 25, 28% on that money that you owe and that just you know snowballs doesn't get easier um, let's talk about you know i'm glad you brought up yellen and the treasury too i think that was a good point um, the big picture for folks and investors now i mean there's been a lot of at least they're getting some reward when it comes to bonds or short-term savings or cds and things like that um, what are you telling folks these days well it's funny because now you're getting more rewarded for sitting in cash than yeah. you are sitting in the stock market uh, you know, if they're paying 5% and sort of the money market funds and right. things like that. So we might see an exodus from stocks just because you have less risk and more reward to sit in cash. I don't know. I think that is going to be temporary. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm loath to say transitory <laughs> ever again, yeah. right? But um, so I think that basically what you had is you had the pivot trade. So you had a decline in the dollar, you had a rise in gold, 
had a rise in bonds starting in October, right? You had credit spreads backing off. You've had a, a depressed VIX, basically. And so now that trade has reversed with the January sentiment. Now we just have to see, is that a Fibonacci retracement? Are those technical levels? Does the pivot trade resume with the idea right. that we're going to get a credit situation? Or does it undo itself with this sticky inflation idea? When you look at the forward pricing for inflation, it's kind of on sale. So we do expect inflation to continue to decline because the commodities prices, prices okay. are declining. And now rents are declining. So you've got owner's equivalent rent, which is about a third of the CPI. There's an 18-month lag in that decline before it shows up in the data, but right. it's going down. Right. So if things are going in the right direction, but in the meantime, you have a Fed that's quite aggressive. I mean, now we have more likely than not that they're going to do 50 basis points yeah. on March 22nd, right? Yes. And then we're probably guessing more is coming in May or June, right? Um, I think, you know, when you talked about the dollar and things coming off, and now, you know, I'm hearing folks talking about oil moving back higher. The dollar is at 105 today. Um, I'm feeling like a little bit of the creep happening. Yes. You know, are yeah. they just creeping higher while I'm not looking? You know, crossed 80 the other day for oil. Um, I know it's come back down, but I feel like we're pushing up against the top in some of these things. Yeah, and the yield curve inversion. I mean, yes. my goodness, it's greater than 100 bips, right? So right. it's just amazing to watch all of this stuff in slow motion. But um, if you're, if I'm sitting in Powell's shoes, and of course I'm not really critical of him because he has limited tools, right? Right. If I'm sitting in Powell's shoes, I can't stop right now. There's no indication quite yet that there's a systemic credit event coming. If I were to stop right now, Congress in these testimonies would be asking, Asking, why are you stopping? How irresponsible, you know, inflation? What are you basing this data on? And then he would have to give those data points. And he doesn't want to indicate right. any kind of something coming down the pike. So he has no choice but to keep going unless the economy, the market, something gives him a reason to stop, particularly credit markets, watching credit spreads, watching the 10-year, watching yep. gold, watching the dollar. The other interesting thing is the dollar goes up as a flight to safety. Right now it's going up because rates are going up, but that correlation will change if we have a credit event and you'll start to see, historically based, you'll start to see the dollar and gold going up together. So watching for these correlations, early signals in the credit spreads, anything that's saying that we do have a hard landing coming, Right now, what we really only see is the, delinqu the delinquencies and auto loans are going up. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, as, as you know, Powell said, no decision has been made on the size of the March move. And I think that's certainly spooked the par markets. I mean, you had Bostic yeah. say shouldn't be more than 25. Markets went higher last week, right? Yeah. Now you have the opposite happening. Um, just the final look at for investors, you did mention cash and the strength of money markets uh, because of the, the return that you can get. If you were to put money to work um, or, you know, strategy for someone who wanted to put some money to work, whether it's in equities or a portfolio with balance, yeah. more risk, less risk, what would you say? Yeah, to not day trade the Fed rhetoric, but to really look, I'm looking at those five asset classes. So right yeah. now, and we're still in the pivot trade. You know, we're still hanging out there because we expect credit conditions to continue yeah. to deteriorate as the tightening takes more effect. And if Yellen doesn't keep putting money in circulation to counterbalance the taking off of the balance sheet, then that's going to start to get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. So as things start to get tighter, the probability increases. And so that's what we're protecting our investors from. 
Uh, yeah, I really am glad you brought up the Yellen story because that's something that we've been talking about for weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, one goes one way, one goes the other way. I mean, Bank of Japan easing yes. while we're tightening. Yes. So, I mean, there, it's a little bit tricky, uh, obviously, a lot of it tricky. And Japan not worried about inflation at all, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Francis and Stacey. Wonderful to have you here on set. Thank yes. you so much, Director of Strategy Market Analyst at Optimal Capital.